One of our values as Recreate Church is this is a safe place to be real. If you like pick up our brochure and look at the middle, it says we're a safe place to be real. This is about as real as it gets up here right now. Technical difficulties in front of everything. All right, Billy, go ahead and speak into the mic. Can we? Hello. All right. We'll make this <laughs> My work. turn. I, I got microphones and I got, I got clay. I'm going to start off not talking about any of that stuff. I'm going to talk about, I don't know where where I am. You know, when I was young, girl, in my mid-twenties, early twenties, I received Jesus Christ as my Savior. Hey, and my life was a mess. And maybe some of you guys can identify with life being a mess. Well, I had a great need for a Savior. I had to have Somebody to help me. I need. I, I needed a, a Jesus. <laughs> I didn't know I needed a Jesus until I found out that I really needed Jesus. And when He came into my life, He literally changed who I am. I became that new creature. Old things passed away. All things became new. One of the things that I stand on. I had a really foul mouth. And, and God took that away from me instantly. And, and so you will not hear me use profanity. My wife, I might joke around sometimes and use something a little off color. But in real life, there's, I, I just don't use profanity. Because that's what God took away. But, and, and, and let me just tell you, I was excited. I was that person that you would not want to be around if you weren't a Christian because I was an aggravation. You know, that I had friends, I had close friends that we were hanging out with and I'd get, we'd get in the car and I'd start talking about Jesus and, and how it changed my life. And, and they'd say, uh, we're not really ready for that. I'm glad that you did that, Billy. But uh, I, I'm, not, I'm not ready for that yet. And so... You know, that was, that was what happened in my life. And uh, as the years go by, God has been so gracious and good to me. It doesn't mean that things aren't hard sometimes, because they get real hard sometimes. And, and whether it's physical or you know, going down the river and wrecking and on a kayak or... I do all kinds of crazy stuff, heart attacks, you know, cancer, and just stuff still hits in my life. But let me just tell you, God never left me. Now, here's the problem. Here's where the rubber meets the road. See, God never left me. But there's been times where I feel like I just really pulled away from God. The thing is that, that was a sign. What was that, Kelly? Okay, she was, she scratched her head. <laughs> She's like, like an auction sale. What'd she do? <laughs> Here, you got the bid. But anyway, so my life is probably like a lot of you guys. You know, sometimes everything is great, and you're doing great. But there's times when I'm not so great. 
you know, I, I, I get broken. Now, if I go to the world in their opinion and ask, I realize that everybody has got an answer for me. They have got answers that they think are right and should work for me. And I can turn on the TV, and let me just tell you, the TV's smarter than everybody in here because it can tell me everything that I need. I, I didn't know there were so many diseases and, and sicknesses and everything that you could actually get, and you probably have because, you know, you have a stomachache every once in a while, you have a headache or something, so... and, and let me just tell you, morning TV is for senior citizens. Let me just tell you, they, if you, if you felt good when you started, by golly, you're going to be sick before that morning's over because they're going to tell you that you need this pill because you've got this disease. It's not, I shouldn't say disease, I should say just sickness. Well, and, and the thing is that I, I, there was one of the most honest commercials that I saw, uh, Steve Martin does the, I think it's a Pepsi Zero commercial, if I'm not mistaken. I try not to remember all those things because I think, you know. But he did a commercial. He drinks a Pepsi, and, and he said, mm, it's so good, you know, and all this. And then he says, but I'm an actor. How do you know? I'm just pro I might just be acting. And so, and, uh, he, and then, you know, then he says the right thing. He says, you need to try it for yourself, you know. So anyway, what I'm saying is that most of the stuff you see on TV, well, it's just somebody acting. And so, it's, it's never helped, but they think they're helping you. They're getting paid a lot of money to help you think that, that you need what they are selling. And, and so, the answers are not always out there. In fact, we've been warned about this early on in Proverbs. It says, there's a way that seems right to man, but the end thereof is destruction. And, and so, you know, I, I, I look at that scripture and think, golly, how often do I go that wrong way? Because I've listened to somebody, I did not get godly counsel. There's something to that godly counsel thing where you go to somebody that knows Jesus Christ as their Savior and is, and is steady. And if you go to them, they will actually give you wise and godly counsel because it's based on the Word of God. It's not something just yanked out of the Word of God. Uh, this, like I say, you can hear anything that you want to hear anywhere. And a, there's a lot of people out there that use little chunks out of the Bible to say the stupidest things I've ever heard in my life. It has nothing to do with God, but has everything to do with what that person wants and what that person likes. So here we got this big dilemma, what we should listen to. Uh, Jesus said, well, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so maybe some of you are stuck in that same place where I get stuck sometimes. I just look for the right answers in all the wrong places. What was that song? I think that was it. And so it's close. <laughs> it's about as close as I can get. But, you know, when things mess up, 
I think we need, when things mess up in my life, I have found a, a place to go. And that is to my pottery wheel. I'm not saying we're avoiding God by doing that. But let me just tell you, when I go to my potter's wheel and got a chunk of clay and I'm forming, forming it and shaping it and, and making stuff, and it's that time when I, those scriptures come to mind and I'm, I'm, I'm just bathing in, in God's word and, and working with pottery and, and trying to understand what God's word means in my life, it seems like a good place for me to let God speak to my heart. And so today, I, did, I said all that <laughs> to say, come to the potter's house today. Come on to the potter's house today. Maybe, just maybe, God can use the potter's house to speak to your heart in some way. Maybe you have a need that only you can find right here at the potter's wheel, thinking about what God's Word says. So, let's stop and pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we're asking that very thing, that you would meet us here. Lord, that, that we might be ready for our lives to be changed. Not because of what this man says, but what you say through this man. Lucy promised she'd be praying that way. I just thank you for what you're going to do. Speak to our hearts. Speak to our minds. Lord, may you change us into something special, what you want us to be. I ask this in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay. Going to the potter's house, there was a man called Jeremiah. He is a prophet. Jeremiah 18. It said, and this is the word of God that came to Jeremiah. He would say, Jeremiah, go down to that potter's house. And, and I will give you my word. And so it said that Jeremiah went down to the potter's house and he was watching the potter and as the potter was sitting at the wheel the clay became marred in his hands. And let me just tell you that that's real. In fact, that happens a lot of times even when you're trying to center it or or get the clay prepared, and then as you pull it up, sometimes things will get kind of, your dry, hands will get dry or something, and all of a sudden it sticks. And So, I understand that. But it's, it, it said that he would push the clay back down, and as he pushed it back down, he said he lifted it up and formed it and shaped it into what he wanted it to be. And God would come back to Jeremiah. And this is what he would say. 
Basically, you're like that clay. Like the clay is in the potter's hands, so are you in my hands. Now, maybe we don't like that sometimes. That we're in, somebody actually has control over us and we don't like to be controlled. But some of us have got to the point where we realize that we can really mess things up plenty good on our own. And I've, I, I hunger and thirst after God's hands being on my body and on my mind and on my heart. I want that principle to take place. So that's the way we're going to start off today. Going to the potter's house. I, I tried to chunk up some pieces of clay, and I got one special for today. This is my special piece of clay, and, and I got a good plan for it. I'm gonna make a pretty. I'm gonna make a pretty bowl. I think is what my plan is. And I, and even as I, I pound on this piece of clay here, I'm reminded of how it was back in the beginning that God and 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 what it's like even now. Sometimes God's got to pound on me a little bit because I'm I'm a hard head, and so. What this does, though, I'm, I'm preparing the clay to be thrown on the wheel. And, and so, we got it about in shape. I had it already beat in, but I've noticed that there's been a, some oxygen bubbles, air bubbles in the middle of these things after I've done this. And I, I don't want to do that in front of everybody because it's, well, it's really hard to do anything with it. So... But that's how my Christian walk started. In fact, Psalms 40 talks about that. It says, um, let me see. I waited patiently on the Lord. And in King James, I love it because it says that God inclined his ear. He bent down and, and he listened. And, and I feel like that's what happened, you know, when I received Christ, that he inclined his ear, he bent down, he heard my cry. And it said, he lifted me up out of a miry pit. He, he lifted me out of the mud and the mire and all the garbage. He picked me up out of that. And he set my feet upon a rock. Ah. Some versions of the Bible say he didn't just pick me up out and put me on a rock, a solid rock, but he established a path for me to walk on, a path. And he put a new song in my heart, a, a, a song that gives glory to God, and, and, and many people will hear and come to him because of that song. I pray, I pray that that song might be sung in all that I do and all that I am. That people might see Jesus Christ in me because I'm a new creature. I'm not the old Billy. So here we go. I'm going to put this in the middle of this 
wheel. And then we're going to get this thing going. But before I center it up, <laughs> I'm going to put Rick on the spot today. He doesn't want to be. Look, he's shaking. He's scared. He don't know what's going to happen. Hey, Billy, I told him no. Neil? Huh? In, in Psalms... Chapter 139 of Psalms, and starting with verse 13. For you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, O oh God. How vast is the sum of them were I to count them. They would outnumber the grains of sand. When I read that, something really catches my eye here. It says, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wow. Fearfully and wonderfully made. I wasn't a mistake. I was not, I was not just a second thought. I was fearfully and wonderfully made. Did you know, Rick, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made? What's your answer? Yes. Is that hard? Neil, did you know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made? Okay. I want everybody in here to follow me. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Is there anybody that didn't hear that? You are fearfully and wonderfully made. It was up to me to mess up everything, but and and I did. And I I, I knew that my my boys would do really good here. They they came through for me. They gave the right answer, and and they were all worried about that. You know, I don't want to be the center of attention, but. I think as we're at the potter's house and as I start making, making this turn into something else, my intentions were to make a bowl today because I usually try to do that because they, they look the, neat when I'm making them. And, and so, so I'm going to probably do that same thing today. But this piece of clay is, not, is still not even ready. It's got to be centered. It's got to be centered in the middle of this wheel. Because if not, see, this is the foundation. This is the foundation being centered. And I always relate it to being centered in Christ. You know, uh, if, if you're not built on Jesus Christ, if, if your life is not built on that strong foundation, that strong rock, that cornerstone of my faith, 
then the building will not have straight walls. It will not be right. And if this thing is not centered right, it won't be right. And if I'm not centered right, I will never be right. <laughs> it's just the way it is. So being at the potter's house, let's just kind of ease into this then. And I'm going to go ahead and center it. I won't do much talking. I'll be doing some straining. You might hear me make some funny noises because it's mic right in my face. And here we go. Okay. I might have to give this just a little bit. It's okay. I, I, I can move it. <laughs> what? See, now we're ready. It's like when you crank up your car, you had to rev it up a little bit. I don't know. They say that's not good for your car. But anyway, we're going to be straining and pushing and pulling. I can just see God's hands on my life. <laughs> when I first came to Him, how He had to, his, I bet He had to strain just a little bit. Just a little bit. funny when you do this you really don't have to look at it you do look at it sometimes but you got to feel it when God's hands goes upon us you know he feels every little thing that happens in our life I'm concerned about everything that happens in this clay as I'm centering it I'm getting closer and closer As my hands move up and down, you'll hear the difference in the wheel sounds. Because I'm putting pressure at different places, trying to form it right. I think I'm getting pretty close. Yeah. Wow. Now I'm going to get rid of some of the gunk off the bottom. The stuff that's going to set me aside a little bit. Oh, yeah. It's feeling right. Huh. Can you just see God working in your life like that? Yeah, it feels right. It feels right. He's centered now. Oh, Billy, he's centered. My real name's Willis. He, I, don't, I think he called me Billy. But he may call me Willis. is my proper name. But uh, Willis Hill Hankut Jr., yeah, I think we're good. Now, what happens now is is that um, you have to open this thing up. You've got to put a hole right down through the middle. When you open it up, you've got to be careful because you don't want to go all the way down to the back because that means the, the bowl that is going to be so pretty would have a big hole in the bottom. And a hole, a bowl with a hole is not a bowl but a planter <laughs> and uh, I don't need I don't need a planter I need a bowl today seems like when God works in our lives he goes right down through the middle 
goes all the way down. He pulls and he pushes and he reaches inside. And you may notice as I, as I start, that I'll always have one hand in the middle. And I'll use that, I'll use that hand in the middle. We've got to check that bottom, make sure it's not too, too thin. Huh. It's too thick. See, I got to get it just right because it makes my life better. I want this bowl to be pretty and I want it to be right. I did go back in the middle and refill that hole where I just poked it in there. I think this, I think this piece right here is about ready. You'll notice as I pull this up that I reach in, but there's all the work is really done on the inside. What you see on the outside of this clay is a result of what's happening on the inside of this clay. This hand is the thing that's moving the clay. So here we go. We are God's workmanship. This is from Ephesians 2.10. We are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which is prepared in advance for us to do. During this whole process, the clay has to continue to submit to the potter's hands. I'm constantly running water over the bowl. It helps my hands slide easily across the clay so the clay doesn't grab hold. I had a lady to come up to me after I was done one time. She said, when you did that water like that, remind me of the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed for me. How God... It makes God's hands run easy over us. That's precious blood of Jesus which was given to us. John 3.16, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into this world to condemn the world, but through him the world might be saved. Remember how I said earlier, I just need to be saved. I need to be rescued. This world did a number on me, I'm telling you. But Jesus Christ did a bigger number on me. He's constantly shaping and forming me in what he wants me to be. I like it to look just right. 
It's if it looks just right, if it looks just right to me, I don't care if it looks just right to everybody else. Like the clay in the potter's hands, so are you in my hands, says the Lord. You're like that clay. You're like that clay in the potter's hand. Yeah. Oh, I'm not, I'm not done yet. <laughs> no, sir. We're going to go. I, I'm going to keep using this thing now. Yeah. I, I don't know. I can't throw that one down. Okay, it'll be okay. One thing that every piece of pottery that I make, one thing that has to happen in the process is the clay has to submit to the potter. It has to surrender. It has to be able to be shaped and formed by the potter. A piece of clay can fight. It can fight back. There's times when I have to just quit. Let it be what it wants to be. One time I, I had one that fought so much, I pulled out the, the ears on that thing and I said, you must want to be a boat. And I set that thing aside. I think there's probably a couple boats out here. And it's just the way it is. You, you, you got your own plan. You got a good plan. But that has nothing to do with the truth. Because the truth is, Jesus. He's the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And then it's a matter of submitting to the Father's hands. The clay submitting to the potter once again. In Romans chapter 12. And I've heard Michael preach on this a couple times recently or through the last year I guess he'll bring this scripture up am I right or wrong Romans chapter 12 maybe it was David that was talking about it in Bible study therefore I urge you brothers in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as living sacrifices holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, His pleasing, and perfect will. It's a matter of submitting. To surrender back to God everything that you are. Because I'm going to tell you, there's nothing else that you can do that will be good enough. How good do you have to be? You can't be good enough. You don't have the ability. You need Jesus Christ. And the only way you can get Jesus Christ is to believe and then to submit. That's what it's all about. I love the hands of the potter on me. I have to get back on the wheel sometimes. Because I get out of whack. 
I get out of shape. But I have learned that he will always, as I submit, as I surrender back to him, he will always lift me up again and make me right. And let me just tell you, this, this piece of pottery right here, I mean, that's what it is. It's a bowl. Now, let me just tell you, no, you can take your little finger, you can take the smallest kid in this room over here and touch this, and you can destroy this piece right here. So it's not ready to go yet, is it? It's shaped nice. It's been centered. But there's a process now. There's a process in pottery. It's called firing. And let me just tell you, I'm sure that it's not comfortable for a piece of pottery to get fired. But it comes out and it's tough then. It gets fired and it's tough. When I go through the fire, I hate it every time. When I come out the other side, oh, I'm so refreshed because I'm stronger than I've ever been before. This right here is an example of a once-fired piece of pottery. It's not going to break. You can drop it. You can, excuse me. You can drop this thing. You can break it. You. <laughs> but it is strong now. It would have a hard time holding water for a long period of time because the clay itself is still pretty porous. And so we, we do a thing called we glaze it. We put a glaze. It's, it glazes basically like a, 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 a glass. It turns to a glass. It's, um, and when you put it on, it's not real pretty. It's, it's always kind of looks like a chalkboard. It's chalky looking. And so, so a piece of clay fired glazed now it's ready funnest time a potter ever has when he opens up that kiln it's like Christmas all over again the colors are popping they're going they're looking good the piece is tough now it's usable and changes color okay. anyway now it's ready this piece of clay is one I'm proud of. And all it was is a lump of clay. And before that, it was just in a mud hole. And it was scooped out and processed a little bit. And then it became, came to me in a box. And, and then I, I, I got it out and I got the right piece of clay and I beat it. And you saw the process that the clay went through. Centering. Shaping. Opened up, shaped, little pictures drawn on the side of it. And it's like this one. I'm proud of it. Got my name on it. Folks, it's got my name on it. I lift this thing up because I'm proud of this piece of pottery. And you know why? Because it went through the fire and it's right. God himself has put his hands on me.
And he will lift me up like this. And his name is all over me. His name is all over me. I just want to shine for him. I just want to shine for him. Folks, I don't know where you are. I don't know what where you are in the process. You know, I, I'm no soothsayer. But some of you need to be rescued. I need to go up just a little bit more. Some of you need to be rescued. Some of you need to be saved. Some of you need the life preserver. Some of you need just a little more time. Maybe you just need to go through the fire one more time. We're all in a different place. But God takes care of us because He looks at us and says, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. I just want to hear an amen over that. Amen. Yeah. We are fearfully and wonderfully made. And we are God's workmanship. And we are created in Christ Jesus to do good works. We've got purpose with our lives. It is a matter of submitting. I like to... I am reminded of the fact that maybe some of you think that I think quite highly of myself. But I want to tell you the truth. Except for the grace of God, I would be that same old fellow with the foul mouth and with the sorriness of life. That would be embarrassing to any family. And the peace of God was trans... Wait a minute, that's not where I was wanting to go. Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. Not that I have already obtained all this, or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. I'm on a journey. We're all on a journey. God's not finished with you yet. He never quits. God does not quit on us. We might quit on Him. I pray that you would take time to think about the message. I pray that you would take time to try to understand where you are in this process. And I pray that you would receive what God has told you today. What He has spoken to you. And that you would act upon it. We still need the potter's hands all over us. I need it more than anything else. Because he promises that he will lift us up. No matter what we've gone through, he will lift us up. Not me, 
He, our Lord Jesus Christ, let's always be reminded that He died on a cross because God loved us. No, we have to be reminded that God loves me. Hey, let's, let, that's something worth repeating. God loves me. May you dwell on that and, and, and live on that and be lifted up on that statement that God loves me so much. Folks, I think I'm going to close in prayer today, Michael. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for being patient with this man. I, I'm always reminded of how, how I fall short. But how you glorify yourself through me. Thank you for allowing me to be part of what's going on here today. I'm so thankful. And I pray that you would continue to touch lives. And Lord, that when people see a piece of pottery, they might be reminded of who the real pottery is. That it's you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for loving us. May we be moved, may we move forward in those statements and thankfulness. Move us, move our hearts, come upon us like never before, that we might be excited that we've been in the potter's house. We ask and pray this in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you so much, Billy, for sharing the word. Let's show our gratitude to Billy today. All right. Thank you for being a part of the service here today. Uh, we will be back in Mark chapter 6 next week. So we're going to finish up with the story of Jesus walking on the water. So if you want to like study ahead for that, Lord willing, we will do it. I hope you have a wonderful week. If we can be helpful to you, please let us know, and especially if you need to know what it means to be saved or if you have some spiritual stuff you're dealing with. There's lots of folks in this room that would, would pray with you, would help you. I would, Billy would, and there's quite a few more who would too. God bless you all. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time, hopefully.